0: That's b o d i dot com.
1: Real moms of bravo. bravo. Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. We
2: are we are so excited that we both talked over each other for Hannah from Below Deck, our favorite Below Deck member to be joining us um, and chatting with us about motherhood and what she's been up to. I feel like it's weird saying this because your daughter is so much older now, but a belated congratulations on your daughter.
3: (laughs) That's okay. Thank you. I I never get sick of hearing it. Yeah. and besides after that labor I'm like I want to be congratulated for the next like 20 years
2: (laughs) I feel like every mom on their child's birthday deserves like something very nice as well because it's a lot delivering a child yeah. yeah
3: how's motherhood going so far though it's good it's uh it's exhausting it's definitely really different than what I thought you know I was kind of You know, even when I was like eight, nine months pregnant, I was like, I used to work, you know, 18 hours a day with like and deal with all these crazy Russians and charter guests and things like that. So like this is going to be a walk in the park and then it comes along and yeah, it's very different to what you think. You're like, oh, wow, no, I actually really care that you stay alive. So that's,
2: (laughs) you know, a big difference a different level of exhaustion. Like
3: it just, it's hard to describe. Yeah, no, definitely. I love that you
2: recently posted, you said, I swore I would never be one of these moms and look at me being one of these moms. Are there, and we all did this, right? There were things where like, Oh, my kids aren't going to have like screen time or are there any other things you found yourself doing? Like, you know, pre-trial that you're like, Oh, I'm not going to do that. And now you're like, Oh, I'm totally doing it.
3: Um, I think like so. It was funny actually that post, like I got I got like these DMs from people going like, "You're judging other mothers and rah rah rah, and you shouldn't be putting people in boxes." I was like, I legitimately meant like, I didn't think I'd be one of those moms like posting more photos of my baby and than my, myself, but like, and I'm and I just okay. go, you, like people on the internet are weird. Oh um, God, yeah. <laughs> Um, I definitely kind of am more, like I always thought I'd be a bit of a calm, kumbaya kind of mother. I don't know why, because I know myself, Um, but there's definitely like little times where you're just, you know, running around, you've been working, and then like the other day it was like I'd literally come home from a meeting and I was in this like layered white dress and um, I was on a work call and things like that and feeding Ava and she just picked up this bowl of baked beans and threw it at me. And I like (laughs) looked down at this gorgeous white dress. I just had dry cleaned. I was like, oh my God. So I think just, yeah, you've got to remember that, you know, no matter how much you like, you know, teach your child and things like that, they're still just babies. So they're going to do what babies are going to do. And you're going to do what a mom's going to do, which is react and be frustrated. So yeah.
1: Nothing humbles you more than a child or a toddler. It's funny. My husband, when he comes home from work, he wears suits and he immediately is like, I have to change because he knows like something's going to get on him for sure. Yeah, exactly. Exactly.
3: No, I'm doing a lot of white washes these days.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's the worst though, when you have like a nice outfit, especially when it just got dry cleaned. So I can relate
3: relate to that. I am like keeping a little tab for her. Yeah, I'm like $14 for dry yeah. cleaning. <laughs> I, I know when people say kids are
2: expensive, they're like, oh, like childcare, you know, like healthcare. Yeah. I'm like, no, it's like little things that you don't even realize that. Yeah.
3: They spill like it. wine you need to drink yeah. every time right. you put
2: them to bed <laughs> in order to stay sane. Exactly. Exactly. Well, we also want to congratulate you on your engagement. So on top of balancing uh, being a new mom and now she's a toddler, you're also planning a wedding. How, how are you doing that?
3: Um, right like Right now, I feel not very well <laughs> <laughs> um, Because we also, as well, we also bought a house um like Why not? five yeah. months ago. I know, in a pandemic, like yeah. what <laughs> um, And like a lot of people in America aren't actually aware of it, but I think Sydney is like the third most expensive city in the world to live in to buy property in. so like i sit there watching like the real Housewives of atlanta and i'm like are you fucking kidding me <laughs> you can get like that house for like 1.2 million and over here like there's literally a duplex do you have those in america yeah so there's a duplex a few houses up um with a shared swimming pool uh that's three bedrooms and it's selling for three point four million. Oh my God, it's Gosh. just like it's such a crazy city. So, like, if you want to live here, you have to just like be all in, you know?
1: Oh my goodness, um, well, you would love the Midwest. I was just thinking you know, that, like, <laughs> Middle America, it's,
3: it's a, you get a little, a bit more.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, for
3: sure. No, I know. I went to um, Oklahoma. And uh, I was just like, my friends were building this massive house and they told me like the final cost. I was like, oh, my God, that's like a four bedroom house in Sydney. <laughs> like, so, um, yeah, I think definitely, you know, to do, we've had like two years where basically like I opened my business, started my podcast, had a baby, went through a pandemic, bought a house, got engaged and are planning a wedding. So I'm like, I was talking with the celebrant the other day about like, She's like, so where do you want to be in five years? I'm like, just like quiet, <laughs> just <laughs> calm, you know? Like, I just want things to like level out a little bit and a little bit of car kind of time. So, um, and I've just had like the most disastrous um, wedding experience. So, I'm just going to see kind of how it pans out before I talk about it because I don't want to dash anyone's hopes before I get my money back. But, um, oh, it's just. Yeah. Stressful, basically. Sure. It will
2: add a lot of brides, I'm sure, can relate because with the pandemic, it's like there were times like, okay, it seems like we can have events again. And I was like, oh, no, wait, everything's canceled. We can't do that. And so just the, like, can you have a, a lot of people or not? Is a-
3: Yeah. Yeah. And it's also, um, we've got my mother-in-law staying with us now because my um, partner's from Scotland. So it was also just this, like, you know after the christmas rush and things like that this like okay so what are we doing cuz like if we want to get married in the next year we kind of you know it's kind of rude to be like oh thanks for coming we're getting married in 3 months i guess you're not coming back so yeah, it's just been very rushed. Oh my gosh, Hannah, you're dealing with like all the things. You've been
1: like completely chill these last couple of years. <laughs> <Not> <laughs> oh, I <rough>. really <my>
3: <laughs> just so relaxing. Yeah. I know what well, I was actually speaking to like my beautician yesterday when I was up with her and um it was quite funny because she was telling me about this like guy who she kind of started dating and like He would like wake up and just like every second or third day, like not want to go to work. And he was this massive like stoner who smoked bongs in his 30s, which I didn't even know they still existed. And it was just like, I'm like, oh, it makes me feel better because sometimes like even if I just have like half an hour, I'm like, you could be doing something productive. Why are you relaxing? And then you're like, no, no, some people are actual like (laughs) bums. You just sat down for half an hour. That doesn't make you a bum.
2: You can sit down for more than half an hour. It's okay. Uh, yeah. Sometimes you need it. I agree. We want to transition a little bit in talking about below deck. Your leaving, um, of below deck was very upsetting for most fans, ourselves included. Yeah. I'm sure you've answered this question a million times, but we want to ask it and see if there's been any, um, changes. Would you ever come back if it was a different captain and a different crew? Yeah,
3: so I think, to be honest with you, the thought of going in to do, like, an entire season, it's just not really, I don't, like, firstly, I don't think I'd be able to be away from Ava for that long. I think Mm -hmm. I would just miss her too much. And secondly, like, I think your body is just in a different place after having a child. Like, you know, sleeping in those tiny bunks, running up and downstairs for 18 hours a day. Like I used to be able to do that because I would have like three months off beforehand where I'd just be laying on a sun lounger or sleeping in or, you know, my exercise would be dancing at the club and stuff. Whereas I'm like, before I did a season, I would need like a full month of downtime without my child (laughs) before I could do it because you just don't have the, same levels of energy when you're a mom because your your energy is focused on your child so I've kind of said so I know Jason who is the captain on Below Deck Down Under and I've got a good relationship with Lee so I think if and I love Glenn but I'd never work on a sailing boat um so I think if one of those two kind of um got stuck like if the chief stew injured herself or got fired or something like that and they kind of called me and went look We've got two weeks left of the charter season. Can you possibly come and help us? I think I would do that, but I don't think I would go in and go, yeah, I'm here to do like a full season. Because also like I don't want to like go out all the time anymore, you know, like I want to go out and like pick up my pad thai and come the fuck back home. Like clubs and like that kind of like I think you even saw it in my last season. It was just like being out in Palmer and things like that at those clubs, I was just like, oh, I'm just over this. Like, And it was, I'll never forget my um, producer. She was like, it was like four in the morning and we'd gotten home from a club and like someone was making like a toast in the crew mess, but they kept putting the cheese on the wrong side, so burning all the cheese. Oh. And then like someone was like half drowning up in the hot tub and then two people were having a fight in the, on the bow. And you were in bed with like a little face mask on reading your book. Because <laughs> like, I was just like, I'm just, you know, over over that kind of lifestyle. I did it for long enough and I've got enough, of, you know, postcards. So I totally get it. I mean, after a certain point, you
1: become like, I'm too old for this shit. Like I deserve mm-hmm. my king size bed. I deserve my glass of wine. Like you just, yeah. especially after kids, you that. R and R time is so important, but out of curiosity, and you talked about like filming for Below Deck. How long is a season? Like, how long do you typically film for? Or did so you... it's about six
3: to six and a half weeks. Wow, a That's lot of stuff. Six, yeah, six and a half weeks. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is the thing is like because sometimes people go like, well, the housewives film for this long and rah rah, but I'm like, yeah, but you have got to remember like Bravo's paying for a boat. Hey, it's expensive, so they need to fit in like a whole season in six weeks and it, but it does, it feels like six months.
1: I mean, watching it's it, like, it feels like in those six weeks, there's so much that seems to happen and cameras are always on. It's not like you yeah. all get the luxury with some housewives. They film Monday to Wednesday, have the, weekend yeah. and get back like the cameras always on. Um, yeah. I was wondering of the charter guests that you've had,
3: who's was your favorite and who was your least favorite? So um, do you remember it, the tequila girl, Lauren? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So she's still a very good friend of mine. Um, she came out and met me in LA. I went to her place in Aspen. So we've got a really nice um, relationship. I love her. And then um, Kenny and Amber from Oklahoma.
1: Oh, there you go. Uh, yeah. yeah.
3: Yeah. They came twice um, on the boat and I really liked them. Um, The famous onions charter. <laughs> Never forget. <laughs> I just, somebody posted like a TikTok of it the other day on Instagram. And it was like, I actually like, because obviously I don't go and watch the episodes and you forget, like, you kind of see my face. I'm like, but like, why would you do that? It like, because I thought it was funny. I'm like, oh, oh my God. I
1: remember so watching crazy. it. And I'm like, that is just also cruel. Like, it's just kind of like, yeah. a point Out of that. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I know. Oh, so, um,
3: yeah, they're probably the standout charter guests.
1: Yeah. Um, from the Below Deck family, who do you still stay in touch with?
3: Uh, so Anastasia is my business partner in Ocean International, so we're very close. I'm still really close with Asia. Uh, she's in New Zealand at the moment, and we always, like, try and catch up when we're crossing paths. And then Julia from season one is still a good friend, but obviously she's in the UK. I'm here, so it's kind of a little bit harder. But actually when all that shit went down in Palma, there were things, you know, that needed to happen kind of in the back end, so she flew down um, to be with me during that period. So those kind of first season girls, Tiffany and Julia, it's like a different relationship because we all just started together like We had no idea what was going on. And then, you know, I think season four, like after season three, season four with Aisha and Anastasia and just going like, oh, my God, I just have two girls who know what they're doing, who aren't here to kind of try and fuck with me for more airtime or things like that. And we just had this really nice relationship. But then, of course, I just got in trouble for us having a really nice relationship
1: as well. I know. I was... But I loved it. It's fun. I mean, as much as we like the drama, it's fun to see you all have fun. And you're on camera. And I was going to ask about Aisha. I thought you two would be friends. I'm excited to watch her be chief stew. I know. Me too.
3: It'll be fun. Yeah, no. And that's the thing is I think it was kind of difficult because I felt like in season three there was so much friction and nastiness and all of this. And then the relief from season four. But. I think, to be honest, kind of, I really did feel like towards the end because that, se- that season four, we did really well, you know, and we didn't get like one guest complaint the whole time. It ran seamlessly. We worked really hard. We had fun. And then that was why, like, I don't, I don't even know if you really saw too much of it, but at the end when Sandy was like, this isn't your passion, you need to do this, it was just like that kind of like soul crushing, you know, like, what do you want from me? Because, like, I'm really sorry that I'm not, like, a cheerleader going, like, I want to do yachting forever. But I did my job. I worked really hard. It's the end of the season. Just, like, leave me alone. Just let me enjoy finishing a really hard charter season. Can't I just walk off with a smile once, you know? (laughs) Like...
1: I mean, I will say like your last season for, I mean, you know, we don't, I know you've just talked it over so much, so I won't belabor it too much, but it was, it was rough. I mean, I, I would have loved, and obviously I'm so happy for you with everything you got going on and you have your child and everything to be proud for, but I would have loved to see you have gone like without all that drama.
0: Yeah.
1: It was just a. Yeah, I, it just was disappointing to watch how they <laughs> treated that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we know you're a big Housewives fan. Mm-hmm. What what shows are you watching on Bravo?
3: So at the moment, I'm watching Summer House, Sailing, Miami, Salt Lake, Jersey. These are the good ones. Else? I mean, and those are all the good ones. Yeah. All the ones
1: yeah. we're watching. Of those, <laughs> which one's your favorite?
3: So obviously, like I really like Jersey. I feel like Miami um, is good, but then I'm one of those people that I do watch season after season, so I feel like after such a massive gap, it's going to take a little bit to kind of get that connection again with anyone. Um, Jersey's great. Obviously Salt Lake, there is a lot going on. Um, and But Salt Lake, I do often find myself like sitting with my head cocked, just going like, what's, what's happening here? Cause I'm not really getting it. Like no, it the reunion. Like they go hard for little yeah. things, but then let really big things slide. And it's just a little confusing. Sometimes. Like
1: Jen Shaw being um, charged with like defrauding elderly people. Like we've always talked like, how has no one grilled her? Like they did with Erica Jane. Like it doesn't make yeah. any, any sense to me.
3: I don't even think Erica Jane got enough though. And especially now, yeah, but especially now watching like, you know, her fighting to keep her three quarter of a million dollar earrings and things like that. I'm like, if you know what you know, even if you're innocent, just put your hands up and just be like, I can't say anything because of the legal case, but If this is true, of course, I am horrified for the victims and I will do everything I can to ensure that these people who've, like, lost family members and come from third world countries get as much as they can. Instead of sitting there from your freaking $10,000 a month house in LA going, like, no, I'm not giving you back my big diamonds, earrings." It's like, and even Jen Shah, I'm like, I know it sounds crazy, but, like, so I have always been very conscious of savings and things like that. Like even when I was on the low and earning like good money and stuff like that, when I would come to Sydney, I would stay with my dad and like I would stay with girlfriends and things like that. And it was always to save for my house deposit. So when I see like Jen Shah, like moving into, you know, a really tiny 5,000 square foot house, I'm like, bitch, go sell your handbags go sell your handbags. You can go online and like for all that stuff, you will literally clear like 200,000 because when they're that kind of designer, if they're in good condition, you can sell them for a few hundred. I don't know if you can do this in America, but in Australia, you can sell them like if it's 1500, you can probably get like 1200 for it. So it's like, look at your wardrobe, just go sell that and pay your lawyers or, you know, like, Girl, or we quit, get it. We say yeah. it like every
1: episode. Or quit
3: the glam yeah. so
2: your mom doesn't have to drain her. her. mom draining her 401k killed me. And then she's getting glam and Zion. I'm like, oh my God, your but, mother is
3: like. And that's what I mean. It's yeah. like If her mom had a normal job, then her 401 would probably be around the 100, 150. But she can literally make that just by selling her designer shit in her wardrobe. So like leave your fucking mom out of it and sell your Gucci a thousand
1: percent how do you okay so going back to Jersey who or side are you on Marge or Jen
3: so this is the thing is I think it's really interesting because I feel like Bravo fans have a one season memory so what happens and I only worked this out after like filming three seasons I was like oh my god nobody even fucking remembers the season before you know And no one, like, it's all about how you come in that season. And I feel like Jen has come in this season very much playing the victim. But, like, you dragged this woman over and over again, Like, you basically slut-shamed her mother. And then you did it again. And then you did it again. And then you did it again. And the thing is, I always say, like, you, if you decide to go on reality television, that's on you. You need to take responsibility of that choice. If you have skeletons in your closet, you can't get pissed off when they come falling out because you made the choice. No one fucking forced you to go on Bravo. So if you know that your husband was begging the office manager like 10 years ago and that other people know about it, if you decide to sign up to a reality show, then you got to go, hey, it's probably going to come out. And that was something that like quite a few of the cast knew for a long time and they didn't bring it up. So maybe if you don't want it brought up, maybe just don't keep smashing someone for cheating. If you don't want that shit brought up, you know,
2: I feel like she was poking the bear like for years. I agree. People kind of forgot all the horrible things she said. And then like, Oh, how dare Marge drop this bomb that apparently the whole cast knew. So it wasn't even like, it was a big secret. No, it just wasn't
1: aired yet.
3: Yeah. Yeah, and do you know what I think it was almost like, because this is Jennifer's, what, third or fourth season?
1: I, I want to say third. But I think third, I, third, yeah. I could be
3: mistaken. That sounds about right. Yeah, so I almost feel like she might have gone like, okay, it hasn't come out. So I she know. got a little bit comfortable because Marge hinted at it before.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: But she was like, okay, well, obviously, it's not going to come out, so I can keep going hard and you know, I, I don't know. I feel like Margaret kind of just got to the stage where she was like, okay, cool. You want to keep throwing fucking rocks at me? Then I'll throw one at you. We I don't are, know if it was the best timing, but. <laughs> no, the timing wasn't great, but we are definitely
1: actually team Margaret here. Um, I, mm-hmm. I agree. I think she's like poke the bear. The only thing that I didn't think Marge needed to comment was just the kids and therapy, like that part. I was like, damn it, Marge. Like, no need to mention the children when they're having a yeah. conversation. However, I understand like the, why she went after Jen and Jen, I mean, after last night's episode, um, I'm not sure if you caught up yet, but
3: I have not. I mean, no, no, oh, girl, no spoilers. Just wait. <laughs>
1: yeah. That's just like this. I like, I'm like, <laughs> everyone's pointing at everyone for everything. Um, yeah. but, you, but, but I I'm also
3: feel like if you, if you guys, I don't know if you've seen, but, there's like this big thing as well where, which Jen is definitely throwing um, gas on the fire with, which is like, it's very disrespectful to my culture. Um, And she's kind of turning it into a cultural thing, but it's like, so Ava's um, godmother is Turkish and Ava's godfather is Lebanese. So like I'm very, and those are like two of my best friends since I was 16 years old. Um, And they're very immersed in their culture. So I do know a lot about the culture. It's like getting completely shit-faced drunk at a pool party and then throwing up in a car with a microphone on is, would be very disrespectful in that culture as well. So if you can't like, because when she did that, she's like, well, I'm allowed to have fun, baby. You know, like blah, blah, blah. It's like you can't pick and choose when you want to pull this culture card. Because honestly, going on a reality TV show in that culture would be so frowned upon in general, like shaming your mom and things like that or talking badly about your mom in a public forum would be very bad in that culture. So you can't pull the culture card now that it doesn't suit you when you've kind of, you know, spoken badly about your mother, got wasted drunk, like all of that sort of stuff. You can't just pull that now.
1: Oh my god, Hannah, we need you at that reunion, bringing in these questions <laughs> and putting these bitches in their place. <laughs> um, are I you... swear, I think I'd be quite a good reunion huh? I mean, I, I think you know. would. Really I'm agree. here for it. Are you friends with any of the housewives? Um, so I love
3: Margaret. Um, funnily enough, I um, I was actually a fan of her wrap dresses before she was on the Real Housewives of Jersey so I kind of knew her from that um I'm friendly with Jackie um Brandy I went and had drinks with um in LA I just think she's really good TV and she's kind of funny um No, that's, know, that's, a that's, a, no it's, yeah. that's a great trio,
1: but um, I'm going to transition now and kind of just wrap things up with you, but you've been keeping yourself busy with Bugs Off and training others to work on yachts and your podcast, yes. as you mentioned, you're doing it all. Mm-hmm. Are there any other future projects that you want to share with us?
3: So for now, to be honest, I'm concentrating on this wedding. Um, and I just actually said the other day, I was like, I think I need to just you know, when you have like this and this and this and this and this, because there's like when you're doing like, you know, socials and then way socials and then podcast and business and like there's naturally a lot of work reactively. And so then sometimes I can be a little too proactive and then like my head explodes. So I've just kind of given myself till after the honeymoon where I'm just going to concentrate on reactive work instead of creating more stuff for myself (laughs) because you have to think like this when you're a mother um because like honestly as well there can be it can be so funny because my daughter's only in daycare for two days a week at the moment and like if she has a cough and she has to come home that day my whole life just fucking combusts in like that one phone call and I'm like Oh my God, because now everything today I have to do tomorrow, but I've got the baby tomorrow. So how am I supposed to do that when I've got the... And it's just this like... So honest to God, no. It's the short answer <laughs> for now. I'm just going to keep doggy paddling and keep my head above water. And then um after I come back from the honeymoon, I'm going to sit down and regroup and have a little moment. So,
2: Well, we're excited to see what you do next. And we're just excited with everything that you've done. You, I mean, you really oh. are doing it all. That's so exciting.
3: Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> A lot of work. where I'm failing at it all as well. No, so.
2: yeah. you're doing great. <laughs>
0: well,
2: oh, him, thank, him, you. Then, thank you so much for coming on and speaking with us. We
3: really appreciate it. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. It was great to chat.
0: You will fail. So what? Everybody does. But your gym, your watch, your yoga pants, they pretend you won't. So when you miss a day, eat the pancakes. Give up on a workout? You failed? Seriously, what the hell? We're body. We've been a part of that too, but not anymore. At body, we're rejecting perfection and embracing reality. Not in a pizza Monday kind of way, in a loving your whole life kind of way. In a, this workout is fun and it's okay if I take a week off kind of way. In an, I'm eating healthy, And it's okay if I indulge kind of way. In a, I like myself no matter what kind of way. Yeah, you will fail. We all will. But we're not going to let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are BODY. Start your free trial at BODY.com. That's B O D I. dot com.